And ladies and gentlemen, the first of our two drivers who will appear following today's interesting day, interrupted by weather, Takuma Sato, new team for Takuma this, this year. Pretty yes. good effort, third fastest overall, and I, I looked at your no toe speed. That was good, and you got that work done, really, yeah. in a kind of a handful of laps. Uh, it was uh, quite uh, quite good day. Uh, very productive, I must admit. Um, because walking a cars over the platform, you know, six cars we have, and uh, the walking quite seamlessly. So uh, we share the most of the data together, and um, and again the the older speed. So uh, obviously, overall speed is uh, sometimes a little artificial, as some people get told. But you know, it was obviously. Uh, uh, good to see we all up there, uh, especially non toll up, which is a true speed. And um, I'm pretty happy. Uh, it looks like I'm eighth quickest in non toll up, which is, I take it, you know, the considering the condition today and um, where we were at the, in terms of the uh, car setup, I'm uh, feeling better and um, actually enjoying the working all together with uh, Android Autosport. So it's definitely this is the best uh, uh, situation or environment uh, compared to uh, uh, past few years of my experience in Indy 500 towards to the qualify. This is a good uh, good preparation. It's nicely comes up all coming together. Yeah, again, uh, pretty impressive in those 23 laps. We'll open up for questions uh, for Takuma. I, I know I have one if no one does not immediately. Uh, Taku, obviously you know all about the challenges of coming from Formula 1 into IndyCar. Um, what do you make of Fernando Alonso's progress, the speed he's shown? It's, it's pretty impressive from the outside, so I guess from, from the inside you'd have a better view of things. Yeah, I think, uh, I think uh, it's very impressive. Um, although it's kind of what you expected, what we expected, to be honest. Because uh, uh, um, obviously Fernando is no doubt about one of the, the best drivers you know, uh, and in the world, and um, having had this much over practice time, and um, all the support from the team and the friends, and teammate, of course, we, uh, I think, uh, expected to be up to speed very quickly, and indeed he did. And um, you know, obviously today is something uh, new for him again, uh, full boost. You know, the first Friday you break through the 230 miles for the first time. But uh, he, he, he did driving extremely well, of course. And uh, actually, the feedback is uh, it's, uh, it's a proper feedback. So we talk same language every single day after the debrief. So although he's learning, but um, he can feed it in the same ways. And uh, his uh, engineer, Eric, has got obviously tons of experience with it uh, in the big team. So uh, we're pretty happy and um, nice to work with him you know, in the same team. And, uh, Extra attention from the team for our, you know, from our side. That's that's always good for the Michael. So uh, we have, we are very happy. And we bring in the gentleman who was the fastest overall, picked up an additional ten thousand dollars, and who has been a victory lane this year at Dale Coin Racing, Sebastian Bourdais. Always good to see you, Sebastian. And uh, much like we mentioned with Taco, we we looked at your speed, we looked at your no toe speed, and pretty good. Yeah, I mean, there's never a bad day, right, when uh, when you're at the front. So definitely really happy with the way things turned out. Obviously, we had a, a bit of another issue uh, yesterday and, and threw a, a freshie in the car early this morning. And it was on the money right away. So, you know, that was pretty pleasing. And, and the car felt good. And we tried a couple of different things and, and finished the session really happy with the speed and the car balance. So... Hopefully it stays that way. You know, it's a it's a tricky place. So when you get any sense of consistency through different conditions, sunny, 
shade, different track temps, different humidity, different wind. It's, uh, it's it obviously uh, always gives you confidence. Um, you never know what's going to come at you the next day. Um, and I think uh, tomorrow is going to be another example of that. So Sunday might be pretty tricky as well. So we'll just uh, hopefully be able to deal with the, those conditions uh, very well and and you know make it make it happen when it matters because uh, this is obviously awesome and uh, you know I can't I can't thank Dell and and you know Craig and Olivier and all the mechanics and everybody but you know Craig was the first one to tell me yeah well let's let's do it when it matters on Saturday and Sunday you know so uh, it's uh, it's pretty exciting just to be in the mix knowing that we you know seemingly have a chance to do well in qualifying because um, really I've, every other time I've been there I've never been in contention to be any kind of factor and that's just boring so uh you know when when you're in that position where you you know that there's going to be something you can do to actually uh play at the front then you know hopefully it happens because uh, it's it's a heck of a lot more fun it's always interesting for non-racers to consider going that fast in indianapolis boring but i i do understand your point questions uh, for either of our two drivers This is for uh, both of you guys. Earlier today, we heard uh, Juan and Graham mention that qualifying here is not as important in terms of winning the races. Obviously, for you guys in accumulating points, it's important. But uh, how much stock do you put into qualifying, and do you feel like if you didn't do all that well, would it matter? Well, I think, um, <clears throat> I think uh, yeah, I mean, you can win from the back of the grid for sure. But, you know, being a front is obviously minimize the risk um, and any... Uh, uh, you know, possible damage area part of the race, and it's always advantage. I think it'd be in the third row, let's say top nine, uh, wouldn't be much difference, but nice to be in the front row. But uh, I think Rick's risk on award again, you know, Sunday, the final five o'clock top nine, the, uh, the practice, looking at that. Obviously, last year was very excited, so does every single year. But to go to the full pole, you have to have a, a full commitment as well as, you know, some risky maneuver, uh, not maneuver, but risky setup, you know. So that's a really driver and teams all just combination. But if you're in top six, top nine, I, I wouldn't be really better. If I have opportunity, yes, of course, go for it. But other than that, it would be nice. The being a back, uh, huge turbulence at the start of the race, that's, uh, that's very difficult. And walking away, you have a 200 laps to do it. So I guess, I guess everything is possible here. Yeah, same thing. I'm just going to echo, you know, Taku. I think we've seen Ryan, uh, when he won, he started at the back, something like that. So, you know, he just went through the field in the first stint. So when when the car is awesome in race trim, then it really doesn't matter where you're qualifying. So, um, you know, it's, it's great if you do qualify at the front because it's, you know, exposure for your sponsors and, and the team and, and rewarding for all their hard work. And, and like you said, there are points involved. Um, you know, it's almost a race win when you're on pole. So it's it's been hurting us pretty good for the last few years, and uh, you know hopefully we can uh, we can collect a few uh, a few good ones um, on Sunday. But uh, yeah, as far as the race concerned, it's pretty irrelevant. Uh, so how have you kind of maintained a positive attitude in spite of some of the setbacks you've had in the last week? It's kind of abnormal when you have two engine issues in the same time frame. So how have you been able to stay positive going into qualifying? I just have days like that, you know. It's. Uh, it's it's what this season's been for us so far. You know, we've had really good days and, and really pretty terrible days. So, uh, but the good thing is, you know, when we're given the opportunity, we we seem to make the best of it, and, and the car is quick, and and we're having a good time. So, 
it's it's racing. You're always gonna have ups and downs, and and you just keep plugging away and and just do your thing, and you know eventually, hopefully, it all averages out, and you get more good days than bad ones. For both of you, um, you know, it seems that the drivers work very hard at getting a good race car for a week from Sunday. But once you start the race, how many options do you have if, you know, when do you find out, I don't know how much you can do to make the car different in order to get it better and better each time you pit? Are you pretty limited? Yes. Yes and no, to be honest. I mean, fundamentally, you can't change the springs and stuff like that. So fundamentally, you're stuck. But... You still have uh, some tools, uh, which is anti-rollers and front and rear, and uh, weight jackers in terms of the cockpit side point of view. But of course, the front wing adjustment, and some teams does a rear wing adjustment. So otherwise, once you set up the uh, the right height correctly, we should be should be corrected in you know, a by Sunday. But then uh, you can pretty much do everything. Plus the uh, the uh, tire pressure thing is one of other tools not only for the maximize the, uh, the, the grip, but also you can uh, depressures and uh, right and left and then, you know, making, art, not artificially, but physically making different cross um, weight, not only because the um, uh, weight checker. So you can do the still play the pressures, front wing, rear wing, pretty much that's the, uh, that's the only things you can. And uh, rest of it, I think we have to live with it, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... I've been with bad cars and I've never turned them into gold during the race. Uh, you know, it's either it's good or it's bad, and you can you can get a, a a bad car to being you know drivable on average, but you can't turn it into a good car. So, um, you know, it it's got to be close. But but also uh, I I have to say there is some uh, you know track revolution too, as well as um, wind direction change or wind pickup or dying or. You know the temperatures overshadow, and then then these are extremely sensitive. So some car working better, some cars not. So we have to really, you know, think about like um, you know forward thinking that you we have to make a last 30, 50 laps or last let's say last stint and make it the best out of it. So first few stint is just in you know, feel out of the car, even your dragging too much downforce, but then, you know, just come to you. That sort of uh, strategy is probably what you need. Questions? One more for Sebastian, for you, is you talked about the, you know, what the weather, the things we've dealt with. I know it's not fun from a driver to have to deal with so many things, but to prepare, prepare for the race, if you've seen so many different conditions, in some sense, isn't that a good way to sort of get yourself set up for the race? Yeah, I think uh, you know the, the the best car is the car that doesn't go away from you. You know when the conditions change because you know if you can you cannot predict everything and you know it's it's always different. The last time you're on track is Carb Day. It's a quick time and you know the real last time you're on track it's Monday. And so, you know, between between the Monday and the Sunday, you know, everything can change. The the wind, the, the temperature, the ambient and track and sun and this and that. And so really a good car is, is a versatile car. You know, it's 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 just something that you can you can be competitive and and then adjust from there. But if it's if it's just in a little box that it works and, and then as soon as the track time goes up you're just nowhere then it's it's pretty difficult to make it work. So um you know, it's it's also usually the car that allows you to be uh, pretty good in the ten deep and you know in traffic and and 
you know, between that car and a car that's only good between, you know, behind one or two cars. So it's, there's a lot of variables in the race and, and, you know, the better car and the car that usually wins is the car that, you know, goes through all these conditions better than others. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, uh, all, we're all in the same boat, in the same box. So, uh, you know, what you get is what you get. So, uh, and I'm, we're going to be pretty hot in the car anyway. So I, I, but I would choose rather, you know, like 80-ish uh, temperatures for the spectators, you know, because if it's over 100, I know it's going to be hard for them to watching three hours racing under the sun. So be nice to be a little cooler, breathe the air, and then enjoy your race. I know that a lot of the, fa the fans want to see the full show of qualifications, but if weather dictates it ends up being just one time through for everybody, are you okay with that? Uh, if we P1, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's the thing, right? I mean, it's, it, it, you, you're always happy if the thing is a, is a taker, if, uh, if, it's, if it's in your favor. If, if, you, if you have a miserable first attempt and you're not making the fast nine, then... You know, you for sure want to get another shot, but that you don't always decide. So, like I said, that's why you know we'll we'll take whatever comes at us. But it, you can't control much of, with the weather, so you'll just have to make the best uh, bet. So, what was the question? If the weather interferes and it's just one time through as a competitor, all right. I see. Okay, well, <laughs> nice to have some options for sure. You know, it'd be nice to have a second attempt. Having said, I never done a second attempt, so uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, everybody in the same condition, I believe. Other questions? Congratulations on a good day, guys. We'll Thank you. See you again. Thank you.